0: Hello and welcome to Talk Ag to Me, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brennan Black, and unfortunately, I'm alone today, but that's alright. So we're going to have a pretty good episode today. It might be a little bit shorter than usual. Um, before we get into today's topic, I'd like to uh, talk to you guys about what is going to be going on with the actual podcast for the future. Is We're not going to be missing any days, hopefully. It's just kind of hard to get Uh, episodes out right now because there's a lot of people going to school and it's hard to manage everyone's schedules and it's hard to get interviews out right now because you know harvest season's coming up and it's just a lot going on so bear with us we're trying to get the best episodes possible out right now but every now and then we might have a little bit of a filler episode where it might just be me or me and one other person just kind of talking about something not necessarily random but not necessarily a big issue or something that'd be uh, one of our usual types of topics so we might have a few more um, share your story types of episodes and uh, that sort of thing but it's no big deal we'll work with it and um, on that note I'd also like to invite you guys to go um, well it's not up yet but whenever it's up um, Hunter Seymour who we've had on this show before we interviewed him and I are planning on starting a new podcast that's uh, going to be on the side separate from Talk Agdomene and it's going to be a little bit different than Talk Academy. It's not going to be um, like a scheduled thing. It's not going to be, um, you know, on any certain time of day or any, uh, like, it's not going to be like a weekly thing. It's just going to be whenever we feel like recording, we're just going to record. We might even live stream it. Um, and we're just going to be talking. It's just going to be real casual, um, talking about, you know, politics, about America, about agriculture, about. Country music, whatever. It's just the you know pretty open panel. You guys can call in, or you guys can join episodes, or you guys can text us, or whatever, and we'll kind of just talk about stuff that we think is just you know fun to talk about. So um, yeah, just a couple of updates for you guys. That that's not completely planned out yet. Hunter and I are still trying to kind of um, work on ideas for what we're going to call it, or wh- where it's going to be, or you know wh- whether or not we're going to stream it. So we'll let you guys know as it's getting closer to that time. And that being said. Let's get into today's episode. So, today's episode is going to be mostly just based around California agriculture, agriculture uh, practice in different parts of California, being that California is the breadbasket of the world, it, that it um, is the largest agricultural producer of any other state in the United States and of most other territories in the entire world. And we have one of the most diverse sets of uh, agriculture mm-hmm. in our state in comparison to every other state in the country. Um, so, with that, there's a lot of different types of agriculture going on all throughout the country. I mean, North uh, California, Central California, and Southern California all have different things going on um, in terms of climate, in terms of uh, soil, and in terms of environment, and so therefore different types of agriculture thrive in different areas, respectively. So. Um, we're going to go over a little bit about California itself as an agricultural producer. Then we'll go over some examples of, of agriculture in different parts of California and we'll kind of track wrap up the episode from there. Um, so kind of starting us off, kind of just a little fun fact for you guys. California actually leads all the other states in farm income. So we, have, we bring in the largest farm income of any other state in the entire United States, which is a little crazy to think about because you think about like Midwestern states with all their cattle operations don't don't even compare to California. I mean we're, we're number one. 73 um, percent of, of the state's agricultural revenues are derived from crops while the other 27 percent are generated by livestock commodities so that's kind of interesting to think about. We have um, primarily crop-based agriculture here and it's just because um, the heat of of this state makes it a little bit hard to raise a lot of different types of livestock so we kind of struggle to keep um, cattle alive out here. I mean in the Central Valley, um dairies are very prominent but in terms of just majority to minority kind of thing crops heavily outweigh livestock in in california here california and this is a question that if you do any speaking teams in in ffa you get asked this question nine times out of ten at some point um the top five agricultural products that california produces are dairy greenhouse and nursery products grapes almonds and cattle or calves so it's kind of um, interesting to think about I mean citrus is very high on that list too but I mean obviously dairy we're the top dairy uh, producing state in the entire country Um, dairy is huge up there and almonds and a lot of other nuts but um, almonds are definitely the most prominent Um, cattle is is I mean you probably could have guessed that But the um, greenhouse and nursery products and the grapes are kind of a surprise to me. That's not something that I really expected to come out of uh, California in comparison to other states. But I guess it makes sense. We have a lot of vineyards um, in in California. So, yeah. And so that was kind of uh, interesting. Wow. So apparently, according to this, uh, California grows over 200 different crops. Some of these crops are grown nowhere else in the nation. We're the only state that grows certain crops and I wish I had those examples for you, but it's just that's that's a crazy number, 200 different crops. I mean, just think about that. Like that 200 is kind of a, a lot of uh, a lot of crops. I mean, and we're used to seeing this, the pretty general amount of crops here in the Central Valley. I mean, you got corn, cotton, um, and then your tree nuts and your citrus and that sort of thing. So it's kind of crazy to think that we have over 200 different different types of crops. And I'm not sure. I would assume that means um, different varieties of, of one type of crop. So like, you know, all the different types of corn as opposed to just corn, almonds, walnuts. You know, like it's I'm assuming that includes all the different varieties of individual crops, not general crop names. Um I'm not entirely sure about that though. It might just be general, like you know, grapes and oranges and mandarins and all that stuff, just as a general term, as as opposed to separating them into their different varieties, and then um, just uh, that adding up to 200. I'm not really sure how that how that calculates. What's interesting is California, um, as I mentioned earlier, is is kind of the breadbasket of the United States. I mean, it produces the most um, agriculture out of any other agricultural products out of any other state in the entire country, and it produces almost all of the country's almonds, apricots, dates, figs, uh, kiwis, uh, nectarines, olives, pistachios, prunes, walnuts. Um, It leads the production of uh, avocados, grapes, lemons, melons, peaches, plums, strawberries, and the only state that produces more oranges than California is Florida, but California produces the best oranges, arguably. It's not arguable. California produces the best oranges. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. There's so many different crops that California leads production. Like, it's one thing to have over two different, 200 different types of crops being grown in California, but to have California lead the production of that many crops, that's just... That's such a weird thing to think about. I and mean, when people say that they can't stand California, they'd, they don't tend to think about everything that comes from California. So maybe that'll kind of open up some some people's eyes um the most important crops the most important vegetable crops grown in in california are lettuce and tomatoes are probably the most um, prominent and the most uh heavily demanded out of any of the other ones which that makes sense i mean we see lettuce and tomatoes everywhere and salads and sandwiches and you know everybody burgers everybody has lettuce and tomatoes so that, that makes a pretty decent amount of sense um What's interesting is the only state that grows more cotton than California is Texas, which has, that makes a lot of sense because Texas is in the uh, the cotton belt. It's in the middle of the country. It's in the Midwest, and... Um California is barely getting back into the cotton production uh, side of things because we were huge in it for a while But we just the market kind of just fell to a point where cotton farmers around here were having a hard time to Get back on their feet and now it's barely starting to to get its legs back So that's that's kind of interesting the Texas is the only one that beats California in, in in cotton um As as a side to the all the you know fruits and vegetables and, and dairy that I was talking about earlier um hay, rice, corn, sugar beets and wheat are also grown in massive quantities in California. Those are some of the um, some of the other crops that are extremely popular here and, and they just we just mass produce them, which is amazing to think about. And livestock too. I mean livestock, like I was saying earlier, we it only, it only accounts for twenty seven percent of the overall state revenue. Um, agricultural revenue, of course, but we have so much uh, diversity in our livestock here too. I mean, like in the Midwest, you have a lot of cattle, maybe some sheep, maybe some hogs, but cattle are everywhere. Here we have um, dairy, we have beef cattle, we have um, eggs, sheep, turkeys, hogs, horses. um, I mean dairy is California's most valuable product it's you know dairy is everything here and chicken eggs are are pretty close behind them and I mean we just had a chicken facility built up at I I think it was Fresno or Bakersfield or something like that I I wouldn't know but um I don't know if it was Tyson or somebody just built a new chicken facility up there and it was like this big deal because they're trying to rebuild it to follow prop two standards which um, I know we talked about prop two before in other episodes but prop two is a proposition that requires you to stay um in accordance to certain regulations on how you're able to raise animals in terms of their cages, in terms of their temperature, in terms of their environment in order to keep them healthy. And, um, this, uh, proposition most heavily affected the, uh, egg laying hen industry, the swine industry, and then the small veal calf industry. Um, but it's just, you know, one of those things is, is crazy. to think about how much California produces in terms of its eggs and chicken. Um, so, We talked a lot about just general California, all the different um, types of crops that are being grown and and everything that's just, you know, being grown around here. And um, what's kind of unique about California is, like I said towards the beginning of this episode, it's split into three parts. And the three parts, northern, uh, central, and then southern, are all very different in their climates. They're all very different in how their um, crops are grown and how... um, what the requirements are to grow all these different types of crops and so it's kind of interesting to look at the, the variations in the types of cattle and, and the, um, the environment in terms of the people that live there as well have a, a pretty significant impact on how agriculture works in these various areas. Uh, just to give you an example in northern california um, there's a lot of hills a lot of pastures with cattle and with cattle and dairy and um, some fruits and vegetables and that sort of thing but there's just a lot of um, like more hilly areas where there's a lot of pasture cattle Um, i went to chico one time for a judging competition for ffa and they had a free range dairy which i had never seen before that was really really weird to to experience a free range dairy and so um it's just one of those things it's kind of crazy you don't really think about it until you see it well, yeah, there's cows walking out to pasture, and then they just call them in whenever it's time to milk, and that's not something that we're used to here in the Central Valley because all they have here is, uh, you know, feedlots and and that sort of thing. So, but what's interesting is in Northern California they have a lot more. Um, production of things like marijuana and uh, more organic types of farming and, and a lot of um, methods of, of agriculture that aren't really common in the Central Valley and that's more because of the the environment in terms of the people, the political um, perspectives of, of the people who live in these areas and who are actually doing the agriculture. and I talked about this a little bit in a couple episodes but um, I actually tried talking about it with Eric Bremen in the episode we did with him but we're still working on getting that episode out to you guys because we're having a lot of technical difficulties with it. Um, but there's actually a political spectrum to agriculture itself, and I want to talk a little, about a, a little bit more in detail with Hunter on that podcast, but um, it's just kind of crazy to think about. There's like a left and a right to um, agriculture. I'm not saying that that's, it's bad to be on either of these sides because they both have to work together to feed the world, obviously, but it's just interesting how um, the people who... Tend to sway more to the left in terms of, you know, country politics. In terms of Western politics, um, they live in those areas. Also, tend to sway towards the left more in agricultural politics as well. So it's just kind of funny to to see that correlation. Um, Southern California, there's a lot of a lot of tropical fruits that that require more specific climate because Southern California is a little bit more. Um, they have a lot more of a. I mean, obviously the coastal area is. Is more coastal, but the Southern California has a climate more adaptable to these more uh, sensitive uh, crops, and so tropical fruits have an easier time growing there. And they don't have um, as, as many of the uh, like you know trees and, and that sort of thing that we have here, just because that's not what grows well there, and their soil is, is much different than ours. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, you have north where they have to grow or where they have mostly pastures with cattle and other livestock and some fruit south that has mostly tropical fruit and a lot more sensitive types of crops and then you have the central valley that's my home so the central valley grows everything we grow rice almonds almonds, walnuts plums peaches tomatoes wheat olives corn alfalfa pears sunflowers grapes kiwi uh, hay, we have cattle, we have, you know, citrus, I might have already said citrus. We have all kinds of stuff. I mean, we have so much uh, diversity in our agricultural production, and we're practicing almost every type of agriculture um, that's even being practiced in California, if we can, because we want to learn more about agriculture so that we can feed our ever-growing population by the year 2050, because that's when we're going to need to do it. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's kind of crazy that California is so diverse, not only in its population, but also in terms of its climate, its environment, its its land. I mean, that's, that's one of the purposes why people moved to California back in 1849, whenever they were doing all the gold mining, is just because California had the most fertile land and continues to have the most fertile land of any other land they had ever seen. And so they moved there because they were farming and it was so much easier to farm in california because the land and the soil was so fertile and so great that it benefited them way more to be able to farm on that land and that's why we benefit so well from it today that's why we we're such a breadbasket, and i mean there are plenty of arguments to be said about the environment about industries and um, what's doing to california and that's fine i mean I I've had those arguments before, and I'll have them more, but no one can deny that the importance of California is there. No matter how much you may hate this state, it does a lot in terms of feeding the the world. It has so much versatility and so much use in its production quality and in terms of its just overall um, application to everyday life. And so that's why it's so important that um, we try to protect California. We try to protect the farmers in California because if the government, which the government is trying to um, kind of revoke a lot of the the farmer's ability to to farm on this land by restricting water usage and and by passing regulations on on certain practices and that sort of thing, and um, they're trying to restrict the the farmer's ability to uh, manipulate the environment to our advantage, the more that happens, the less likely it is that we'll even have a future because agriculture in its most prime form will be obliterated. And if you remember anything from our, um, our friend, the mayor, or former mayor, uh, f- a few weeks ago, obliterate is, is not a turn to be taken lightly. I mean, it's, in, in all seriousness, it's an actual fear that a lot of farmers have that you know, if they don't get to control what they need to control for, for our land, for here in the Central Valley, then it'll become a massive problem for everyone else in the entire world. And I don't think that'll be an issue. I don't think that's a potential future. But the risk is always there, and it's always something you have to keep in mind. So next time you're sitting there bashing California for how horrible it is, just think about all the good things that came from California too. Just all the great agriculture, all the great farmers, and all the hard workers that come from this great state that I call home. So just a little, like I said, it's a little bit of a shorter episode today. Um, I didn't have another person here to to actually talk to and have a full-on conversation with, but I needed to get an episode out, and this is something that we've kind of talked about doing for a while. I actually was planning on having Abby um, join this episode and talk about Washington agriculture in comparison to California, but she wasn't able to make it in the time frame that we needed to. So we'll we'll have her here in the future. I'm thinking about maybe at some point just... Covering every single state's agriculture, I know that'd be kind of hard to do, but maybe it'd be kind of a fun idea just to kind of play around with other other uh, agricultural areas and, and what they uh, benefit from and what they, uh, well, we benefit from, from them. And like we talked about Texas, how it's the highest in cotton and how um, Florida produces more oranges, even though they're worse, but they're, they produce more oranges and, you know, that sort of thing. Like there's a lot of diversity in all these different states and even in different countries in terms of agriculture, and we have so much to learn from all of them. So maybe we'll start addressing other other areas in just California in the future, but we'll, we'll work that out um, as we kind of go along here. So, yeah, I um, think that's about it for this episode. I'd just like to uh, thank all of you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you have any anything else to say about California in terms of its agriculture that I maybe missed, any, any other crops that uh, you think are pretty important that I missed or any other significant aspects of California, Um, I mean, there's so much to be said about California's history and and agricultural practices and its fertility and, you know, we could have two to three hours of just talking about California and agriculture, but I prefer not to do that by myself. It's a little hard to have a conversation with yourself about stuff like this. It's good to have other people kind of shooting back and forth ideas. And so maybe we'll do that in the future. Maybe we'll bring in somebody and we'll kind of talk about California and its importance and what it does and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, once again, I'd just like to thank all of you so much for tuning in. Um, you know, make sure you check out all of our social media pages. Make sure that you um, subscribe to the channel, and you just kind of watch out because we'll be having that other podcast coming out here, uh, hopefully before too long. And we have a live stream coming up with um, a friend of mine, hopefully before too long as well. I mean, we have a lot of plans going on, just not a whole lot of time or schedule ability to do it. So just bear with us. We're having we're having uh, advancements coming. It's just. A lot going on i mean we got fair ride right around the corner and we're trying to move and anyway stuff going on we'll figure it out and we'll let you guys know as soon as we do so thank you so much for watching and don't forget if you wait today thank a farmer